0: Welcome to Getting It Together. I'm your host, Erin Heidelberger, the OG Git Mom. What is Git Mom? It's a philosophy, a way of life, and a national movement, if I do say so myself, that's helping moms everywhere get it together. G I T. Get it? I am a certified parent coach and the founder of Get Mom. I empower moms to feel in control in this totally out of control experience we call motherhood. I want to welcome you to a whole new way of thinking about parenting. The secret formula to creating a happy family is, wait for it, to put yourself front and center. Get Mom is the only coaching company in the country focusing on mom's happiness rather than her kids. I give moms simple one, two, three steps to parent more effectively and efficiently. The end goal is always to carve out happy mommy time for you because happy, confident, independent moms raise well-adjusted, self-assured, and happy children. Every podcast, I'll be inviting my guests to talk about how they get off mommy island, how they put the me in mommy, and what they do to get it together. My dream for this podcast is to be the answer to your parenting woes. So let's get into it. Emilia Sarah Serhant is impressive to say the least. She is a scholar, a law school grad, and a real estate professional. You can catch her on Bravo TV's Million Dollar Listing alongside her husband, Ryan. But now she's a mom to baby Zena, and I am thrilled, you guys, I am freaking out. I'm thrilled to have Amelia joining us on today's episode of Getting It Together, and we're going to talk about her experience as a new parent and how she's overcoming the challenges of motherhood. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, so excited. Pleasure's mine.
0: And you know what? We are popping Amelia's podcast (laughs) cherry, everybody. So let's get into it. All right. So tell us about your family, and of course, all about
1: Sweet Zena. So Zena is now 11 and a half months old, and she started walking at 10 months. Oh, she's so a she, rebel. She is very much a rebel, and she is keeping us all on our toes. She's the first grandchild from my my side of the family, so she has so much attention, and everybody dotes on her, and all eyes are on her, but uh, we're a new family, so we're getting into the groove of you know, being new parents. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding.
0: All right. So obviously, Zena is a very unique name. You have a unique name. Yeah. I do. Like, lucky us. So after you found out you were pregnant, did you have a whole list of names that you and Ryan were bouncing around? Or was it always going to be
1: Xena? And who came up with her name? I was convinced when I finally got pregnant, I was convinced that I was having a boy I don't even know why but I just never questioned the fact and I had a boy name in mind and I never even had a list of you know girl names I we didn't even have a list of names to be honest and at some point at 10 weeks I find out I'm having a girl and I throw out the name Xena which is a very rare Greek name and I had I don't think I've ever even met a Zena and Ryan loved it so much that he said that's it. And I said, "What do you mean, that's it?" And he said, "That's the name." And I never uttered the name until she was born and until we were no signing. Way. Yeah, until we were signing her birth Birthday. certificate and we wrote Zena and then we looked at each other and said, "Did we really just name our kid Zena?" Right without even we, discussing we didn't it even for think 8 months. About it. Yeah. And then it took some getting used to because it's such a strong name and when I told my parents and our family because it came out of nowhere because the tradition in in Greek culture is that you name your children after your parents. So this came out of nowhere and they said, where did you come up with it? And my mom looked to me and she said, oh, this baby is so sweet. She, you know, Zena is such a strong, you know, powerful name and she seems like a little angelic one. And now it suits her so well. Because she is, is a rebel. she is a rebel, yeah, right. exactly. So I'm so proud that we actually named her. I Christina. love that story. All right, so
0: you came up with the name, but the million dollar question is: which one of you does she
1: take after? Ah, uh, uh, I would say a little bit of both, and I know that's a boring answer, but it's no, so true. It's true. Um, she looks very much like Ryan. She, she does. A, I agree. She's a mini Ryan. But her personality reminds me a lot of me. But oddly enough, Ryan and I were very quiet babies. Our parents will attest to this. And Zina is the opposite of what we were as as babies. So she very much is... Zina is her own person. So I I love, you know, seeing that about her. But she does resemble a little bit of the way I was uh, physically as a baby. But she is, I would say, a lot of Ryan. A lot of Ryan
0: well you have to say like I have three boys and there's no question whenever I see them doing something that's like me or my husband yeah. Brian I'm like oh you know what right there's a reason we created these beings, which is Absolutely. super mind-blowing. I don't know, right? So yeah. you guys look, you and Ryan look at each other every night, like, what has happened? What has happened, what <laughs> happened in our lives? What have we done here? So as a new mom, is there anything that has surprised you or has been sort of a, an aha moment? I mean, I know you're in the thick of it. You said yeah. you had a wild
1: morning. Oh. I think in the very beginning when I took Zina out for the very first time in a uh, baby Bjorn, so I observed 40 days. We do that in gr- in Greek culture. It's a little bit rare now cuz it's very oh, old it's school.
0: Oh, it's 100% rare, especially well in America. Yeah. So it, you want so, let's, exp- yeah, let's explain I, the so 40 days. you
1: you base I mean it, it has its um origins in a religious background sort of thing, but for 40 days you Stay home with your child. You do not expose this child to other elements outside. It's very Explain much. That, about
0: the visitors. Yeah,
1: visitors actually really should, should not come over. You do not show the baby. Um, I do think there's some element of superstition there, but I did not do it for that reason. I did it for health reasons. Uh, And honestly, to recoup, and I wish I had way more than 40 days, Um, but you you do have your immediate family with you, and that is okay, or that's within... So when the 40 days were up, I actually took her out for the first time, and I... You know, I just I had a moment, yeah. I had well, a moment. Well, first you have to wrestle with that darn Bjorn. Oh, I know. What? And you're all sweating. But, yes.
0: <laughs> she was probably crying. Like she oh my was God. actually oh, she God.
1: she loved the Bjorn and now oh, she will not be strapped down to anything. No, she's like, she out of here. I think the aha moment was even seeing Ryan because he cried for the first time when we took her out. Because he felt, oh, we're we're parents. And we I think it's family. that. We're, we're Leaving
0: parents. the cocoon. Yes, absolutely. We go. You know, when I work with new families, I always tell them before having baby, it's really important to signify one of the partners to be a gatekeeper, to do what you guys did in the 40 days under their parameters. Make sure that it's very clear to visitors when they come. It's a one-hour time limit. And that someone has, like, the balls and the guts to speak up and say, hey – we are tired. We'll make a plan for you guys to come back. So yeah. you guys really set up your little, your your baby cocoon, which yeah. is, I love that aha moment. And mine was very similar. Going out for the first time, it was probably 10 o'clock in the morning. We were living in the city of Chicago. I got the stroller, the kid in there, and all yeah. I was trying to accomplish was walk three blocks to Starbucks, yeah. right? And it right, right, got me, you know, it took me until 10 o'clock in the morning yeah. to get it done. And I remember, you know, I was, I was Chabalava. You know, I had put on 60 pounds and I still was wearing, you know, maternity clothes. And I'm strolling along and I, I caught myself yeah. a reflection in the mirror, like in the in a glass window. And I was like, I'm a mom. Like, yeah, what is yeah. this? So that was my aha moment. But, yeah. I mean, you never forget it. Never, you know, you're not going to forget the Bjorn. Every time no. you see the Bjorn or I see a stroller, I think of the aha yeah. moment. So, Something I wasn't so happy to accept was I'd gained the 60 pounds. I've, I've had three boys. I gained 60 pounds on the dot every single kid. So did you struggle with body confidence at all while you were pregnant? And if so, did you feel
1: guilty because you worked so hard to get pregnant? Right. I think I stopped checking my weight around mm-hmm. 35 pounds i said forget it whatever it is, I'm out. It is. and i right. and i really oh. was tiny i am a tiny person you are too you are yeah i had gained a lot of weight i don't remember the exact amount cuz like i said i had stopped no that's good for you but uh, she was a very big baby uh and i think I didn't I have to be honest, I didn't feel really self-conscious about it because I had struggled so much to have a baby. I know that you definitely chronicled I, that journey between I was, the show and your yeah. vlog that I was so grateful and I know that's crazy to say that you don't feel self-conscious at all because you you do look different. Right. you can't well, you can't even fit into a movie seat. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Um, but I did feel like I was not myself. Absolutely. But I allowed myself this time to just say, this is, you know, go. you're creating a human being and it's really hard. And I mean, I'm, I'm a small person. I'm obviously going to look a and lot it has bigger. has nowhere to go. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, though, I didn't really put myself in situations that would make me feel self-conscious about it, I guess. I didn't, you know, try and look a certain way or try and dress a certain way or try and push myself to the limits. I accepted that I was pregnant and that I need to nurture that time in my life. And it's nine months. I'm going to focus on that and just being healthy and feeling, like, better, I guess, because I had struggled so much uh, during my pregnancy also. So i was so focused on that. I
0: love what you just said. All right, you guys, do you hear all that? All of my pregos out there, please, please, please listen to what Amelia just said. It's such strong and smart advice. And remember, you're growing a human, and you are the reason that your family is becoming a family. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, you are a fit, strong, get mom. We just <laughs> saw that banging body of yours on your Instagram in Turks and Caicos. I know this doesn't come easily. I love to run. I called on the treadmill. I watched my Bravo shows. Um, so I can keep everything high and tight and keep from yelling at my kids and just keep mentally sane. Mm -hmm. So how do you prioritize your health? And what are your go-to
1: exercises and healthy foods? Asking for me. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really important for any new mom who's listening that you need to give yourself a year, I would say. I think it's unrealistic for you to have the expectation that you are going to Bounce, bounce back, back which I hate hearing that, that phrase. You're not going to bounce back because you're not the same person anymore. Your body is going to change. Like I said, you're growing a human. Mm-hmm. You may be surprised that you prioritize your health and you look better than you did before, and I think that's a great thing. But I don't think that you should feel this insane pressure to, you know, look different, you, uh, to look better than you did before. It's just your body type is different. I am a smaller body type. I've always been petite. I am, I've am. i shrunk back to maybe probably less than before, which is not a great thing. I think now I have to prioritize the opposite, if I'm being honest. It's more when I work out, it's more for mental stability, like you said. I'd rather do yoga or Pilates or something that's centering. I used to be so into these crazy gym workouts and weightlifting and this and that and the other and now it's the focus has shifted and my body is not the same in the sense that you know your skin is not the same but I kind of try and say okay I mean it's it is what it is. I'm not gonna. It is what it
0: is. And when we do a downward dog, if that skin is yeah. is you know flapping in our chin,
1: then that's okay. Cause yeah. We made a human.
0: We have a family. So. And
1: I think that you you're you're looking at things on Instagram that are not real. Oh my gosh! I think it's that's killer. a big, big part of this. And I, pr- I, you know, I'm so proud when I see, um, fitness moms on Instagram that actually point out that yeah, if you're if you're positioned in a certain way you're obviously going to look way better than, you know, if you're, if you're curled George. up. And, and I actually try now on Instagram probably less photos of bikini things like that because I don't know that that – I don't want that to be the, the norm, you know. And I will show a photo where I'm kind of bending over, leaning, you know, to pick up my daughter, and you'll see that, you know, skin. Your, your skin is different. Mm-hmm. And you've got to accept, I guess, that things are going to be – a different, different, yeah.
0: And you know, on your last, your most recent vlog, you are you on the couch in sweats, yeah. Oh, all
1: the- that's that was oh, really important. You're in to your me. sweats,
0: I'm in my white robe, yeah. I'm like, I don't care that my
1: white robe makes me look 500 pounds, exactly. I'm like,
0: this is how exactly this is how I run my life,
1: yeah. And I think there's a lot of times that you know, I'll get a comment on Instagram, oh, you're 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 wearing so much makeup, yeah, because it's between something that i'm doing that's not how i i want to conduct myself and i want to show people on social media um and on youtube that yeah i just came home from a from whatever and i wasn't wearing makeup and my kids all over me and i'm pretty sure i walk out yeah yeah, i'm pretty sure i have food all over me now because of the baby but that's life and i want that to be as transparent as possible so I
0: think a big part of prioritizing our health is recognizing the need for balance. And as moms, we are working really hard and we all have a tendency to feel we need to do everything and be everything and that we're supposed to be going full throttle 24-7. I think, again, we go back to the Instagram life, mm-hmm. um, but we can't have enough energy for you know our families and our work and our friends and our partners and our hobbies and like Obviously, us. Like, we have to come, number one. So you have a lot of things going on. You are a mom. You're a wife. You're on TV. You are. You have a business. You are a vlogger. So tell us your top three tips for balancing it all.
1: Again, really, really important for moms, new moms, because maybe after you have a couple of kids, you kind of know how to handle things. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <bye>. It's, it's – <laughs> Virtually impossible the first year, I would say, to balance it all. Acceptance. But, yeah. Like, but it's going to be a hot mess. <laughs> exactly. And just kind of accepting that. But I've just... Zena's going to turn one next week. And I think that now I've just decided and just started to learn that I need to carve out time for myself and carve out time to do things that that make me happy. You know, I'm so involved in a lot of philanthropic organizations and... I'd like to carve out that time to do that or even if it's honestly carving out time to have lunch without some baby, you know, pulling at me uh, and scheduling and scheduling time with your partner. And I know it's a cliche and everybody talks about this, but it's true. You kind of have to. Got to do it. You have to schedule it in advance and kind of force yourself to do that. And so find a moment where you can reconnect with your partner, carve out time for yourself to do something that makes you happy. And, you know, you really have to schedule things and plan ahead. And that's as simple and that's as these, okay. these, this is what you got to do. And right. balancing will be hard. And you will mess up. And it won't be perfect. And you kind of have to let that go. Just, I love it. So you,
0: so we're saying acceptance, yeah. putting me and mommy, carving time out for yourself, yeah. even if it's 10 minutes to shovel exactly. down a salad.
1: Exactly.
0: You mention philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Tell me, this is this is new. I want to hear what what are you have you been
1: working on? What are you interested yeah, in? I've, I've been working on a lot of things, but right now I assist an attorney at the Innocence Project, which is a really big organization that helps overturn wrongful convictions, and that is my way of using my law Your background, skill set. Yeah, yeah. But to do good, and that's really important to me. But I do I work with City Harvest. I work with Save the Children. I work with Project Sunshine, just to name a few things. But I used to be able to volunteer a lot more. But now with the baby, it's been hard. And during my pregnancy, I couldn't. But that is a really big part of my life. And I just, you know, I almost feel bad to promote that because I don't want it to seem that, you know, boastful. Um, no, I don't think it's boastful at all. I think it's are it awareness, because, yeah. So to these now, causes, now, no, not at all. Yeah. So now I think that's a little bit more important to me, and uh, I've been working on something um, which is not out yet, but it's a project that I'm really, really excited about because um, you know I have my children's book coming out mm-hmm. in March. Yes. Yes. But that brought about all this conversation with other moms and other women who are struggling with you know infertility and i'm trying to work on something on how i can help other infertile couples be it with you know funding or information or just having all the information they can have in one spot because i felt very scattered when i was looking for right just one
0: resource one resource you're struggling yeah. hop on this i went through ivf for a long time and what happens is i kind of went through hey this this is great modern medicine. Right. There's tools. Yeehaw, let's get into it. And then, you know, you're in week one and then week two, and then your period comes. And then you feel like, uh, you know, you've let down your partner. Yeah. And then you have to psych yourself up again. And let's, you know, let's rally. Let's go again, because it's up to us yeah, As as the women to make the family. Absolutely. And so, It's going to be wonderful, and for you to put this out in the universe, and you've already done so much in your young life that you will help so many people around the world, and that's – I'm really excited for you. Yeah. Oh, good. Congratulations. I mean, because – it is. It's it's a road trip it is, to baby, you yeah, know, right? Because it's baby. not as simple as wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. It just isn't. I mean,
1: it is for some people. But God nice. bless them.
0: I know. You lucky know, them.
1: Dr- One drunk night could lead to a baby. God, <laughs> God bless. But not for me. Nope. I understand. I totally understand. I <laughs>
0: understand. Okay. So, who is your number one cheerleader on the whole motherhood
1: journey? And how about in your work life? um my husband uh my mom oh, hi to Ryan yeah m- my husband's a really big cheerleader of mine um but i have to say uh now that i've opened up a little bit more on social media i ha- i shout out to the moms out there who have been so supportive to me i i i read everything i may not have time to respond to it oh, of course but i read them and th- the the love and the support it's just – it's really motivating and inspiring, and I feel like they really, you know, help me. Fire you yeah, up. fire me up. Exactly. All right.
0: All right, guys. So keep sending the good vibes. <laughs> you guys listening to this, she needs more. Send, keep them coming. Um, unfortunately, we have to talk about the flip side yeah. and, you know – there's always moms putting up with a lot of negative Nellies mm-hmm. and maybe it's Judgy Judy, you know, yeah. school yard staring at the outfit or yeah. you know, commenting on her parenting. I know you are receiving a lot of positivity, but obviously you're living in the public eye mm-hmm. and so there's people everywhere. There's eyes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So how do you, when you when you start reading and you see some trolls comment? Mm-hmm. How do you get through that without, like, wanting to suck your
1: thumb and, like, yeah. cry in the fetal position? Uh, in the beginning, I think uh, it got to me a little bit, but not too much because I can't—I You, I don't know what that person is going through in their life. Of course. And I can't, you know—I can't assume and I can't judge necessarily. And in the beginning, I was so open to just kind of letting people have their opinion and— that's that's the nature of the beast and I'm going to let them do what they want to do and I'm going to continue being me. I think uh, when I get negativity about, I think people will see me and see me from a position of privilege. And I am very fortunate and I have immense gratitude for it, but I I don't think that it's a right assumption that I I or my husband have not worked extremely hard to be where we are and I think it's they don't know me personally they and they make an assumption. And I say every day that with that privilege is
0: not free. There's yeah. a cost to everything. Yeah. So right, maybe we're sitting on our couch in our baggy sweatpants with no makeup, yeah. but we are working. We are working to create this life right. to make our family calm and zen and happy we're not just sitting there you know watching the housewives for 10 hours right right Right. (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) right so I think that I think the negativity if ever I've experienced it it's it comes from that assumption that you know everything has been handed to me or to Ryan and you know, we're just, everything is perfect, and it's not. I mean, we it work extremely hard, hard, and it takes time away from our family, and it takes time away from each other, and we do it because, you know, we love what we do. Right, and it it
0: makes you guys whole as individuals, right. which makes you better as a couple and as a family. Right,
1: yeah. yeah. All
0: right, so talking about Ryan, yeah. wh- mm-hmm. how, how is parenting at home? Does he change diapers? Who does Zena's feedings? Who does... Bath time, like, how do you guys do you schedule that? Or you know, do you have like, hey, we're gonna do seven p.m. dinner? How do you guys
1: navigate the home life? I feel like this first year, you kind of try and figure it out and it's trial and error. But Ryan wakes up extremely early in the morning, and for a long time, up until recently, Zena would wake up extremely early in the morning. So Ryan, you know, I would I would nurse her and then give her to Ryan and. I'd get a little bit of a snooze in the morning, and so he spent that time with her because in the afternoons, you know, or in the evenings when he comes home, she would already be asleep. And so he would change the diaper and spend some time with her and sit with her, and he would have that daddy-daughter time. And then in the afternoons, now she's been sleeping a little bit later, so Ryan gets to see her again, but I tag team with my mom. She's living with us, and she's an immense help to me. Zena does have a routine and she has a specific time. You guys know I'm all about sleep and schedule routine. Yeah. I mean, but she's very, very funny. She wants specific times with my mom and specific times with me. And if you maybe she's going to be a lawyer. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Or an accountant. (laughs) Yeah. If you mess with that. The Then she's yeah. so confused. Oh, Why is you, mommy here during bath time? It's so like get get out. Yeah, get We're out. Good. This is my time with yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you know the morning feed. No no no. Why is yeah yeah doing this? This is confusing. So we have that tag team with my mom, and she's just great.
0: Well, I love that Zena has already fallen into the whole yeah. schedule and routine, yeah. which makes your life much easier because then you know if if you. Follow Zena's requi- requirements, and you can fit your needs around her schedule. Yeah, of course. Which makes, like, running your busy life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Did you two talk about your parenting philosophies before Zena made her debut or you did say you've been figuring it out as you go, but did you guys kind of, you know, you go out to dinner, date night with another couple and they were on their phones the whole time with a babysitter or they'd be like, it's 8.01, we got to jet out of here, we got to put the baby to bed. (laughs) And were you guys looking at each other like, these two
1: are psycho, like we'll never be like
0: that. What, you know, did you guys have... Kind of an idea about your parenting philosophy?
1: I think it's very funny. You come up with an idea of what kind of parent you're going to be, and then you're a completely different parent when you I'll actually never become be that one. Way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Ryan and I didn't want to make an assumption as to what we would be like, but we did know what we definitely wanted. And what we definitely want for Zina, and we had discussed, was at some point for her to, to learn, obviously, when she's older, to have a work ethic. I think that was the one thing that we really knew that we wanted for her, no matter how lucky she is and how blessed she is and fortunate she is in her life. uh, We wanted her to understand that that's not not all kids have, you know, these means and not all kids have these opportunities. And we wanted her to learn that you have to work hard for what you want and being a well-balanced individual was extremely important and still is mental wellness and well-being for me is number 1 but you know we never discuss we want her to be this person or that person or a girly girl yeah or love okay. this way right. or do that never we my my biggest dream for her was uh, obviously to be a healthy child but mental well Wellness and well being and, and balance Beautiful. and that's the one thing that I said and he said that I had to accept help <laughs> if I and needed. He's right, yeah, because yes. he knew that I was going to want to take on everything by myself. So he said of we
0: course. have to have help.
1: Right? You're like, so, okay, yeah, we're going to have grandma. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that, that was wasn't interesting. that was yeah that was my compromise, but it's great.
0: Yeah, that's good. All right, so how do you manage? Okay, obviously. From what we've seen uh, from Ryan on TV, he is a very strong personality, yeah. uh, to say the least. So how do you manage that and make sure that you get heard and it's just not the Ryan show? Do you find that you're ah, able ah, to... Are you in my head? I know. <laughs> right. It's like the the, the, so the tape of yeah. Ryan running around yeah. like shouting orders and, yeah. and, and you're just like... I'm just on my calm island, yeah. Amelia, here, and you just be the hurricane that you are. Yeah. So how, do you find that you lean on your diplomatic law degree to kind of massage him or, you uh-huh. know, mentally massage him? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um although I think he would prefer uh, a physical massage, massage uh, every right. Day. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> from early on in our relationship and we've been together for a while now, uh, I realized it was going to be the Ryan show mm-hmm. and I am kind of accepting of allowing him to shine when he wants to shine and have the attention that he wants to have and he, I mean he's still the same person and I love that person then and I love that person now. I think uh, if I have to draw on a law degree or my experience, he will definitely not win an argument with me, and That's he knows right. that. Yeah, I think it's now, especially with the baby, prioritizing what I want also in the relationship, what I want for our life, what I want for our child, just communicating a lot better than I used to, because I think before, I didn't want to... Like ruffle feathers. Yeah, but I didn't want to cause more anxiety or, or you know, appear too demanding. And I think women do that a lot. Oh, 100%. Um, because it's
0: easier to not say anything and not change anything. And right. we just swallow. Exactly. Where, but where we're, it's like a
1: fiery volcano, and then it's going to erupt. Exactly. And, and I yeah. think that's extremely unhealthy to just bottle everything All up, right. and, I, and I did that for a really long time. And I think now with the baby, I almost don't have a choice. You, you kind of have to say, this is what I need, and hey, this dude. is what I want. And mm-hmm. I think the best thing that I've ever learned to do is, hey, honey, when, when can you connect? And as mm-hmm. cheesy as that sounds, I say that. Can you connect with and me? And he's like, oh. And he puts his phone down, and he says, I'm ready. And, and then he'll just hear Easy. me out and i think that's a big big step for me to just say i really need a minute to connect. i need that could be anything. Right. hear me vent. right. or you know just even if i a lot of times and i never knew how to do this before but now i do it. i need some love. I need Aww. love and attention. I need some right. affection. We have a joke. Like, hello. Yeah, I need a, I need Here. love, affection, and emotional connection. That's my the funniest thing I'll ever say to him, and, and he gets it and he laughs and he knows but he, what that he means. He respects you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think That's it's just asking lovely. for what you
0: want and you know. and and expecting it to yeah. be reciprocated. Right. Right. Yeah. And and right. Feeling enough worth in yourself, your relationship and the family that you've created to expect your partner to, to pay attention. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. You have to demand that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, I always say, like, you know, our partners, they're not mind readers. Absolutely. You know, right. So you like you said, you're you're home on the afternoons. Yeah. He comes in from the whirlwind that is New York City real estate. And then yeah. you can't expect him to read your mind about what the heck has just gone down with Xena right. for the last two hours right. during the witching hour. Right, right. Yeah. So it's so important just to diplomatically communicate, Yeah. hey, I need some, need some love. Yeah. All right. So I love seeing all of your posts uh, on social media about your trip to Turks and Caicos. Yeah. By the way, we're going there on Sunday. Oh, you're going to love it. That's so nice. Can't wait again. And we're taking my grandpa, Baba oh, Jim. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's really it's that. really sweet that he gets to go on family vacation with us. I love that. That's so sweet. So congratulations, you took this leap. I yeah. know you mentioned everyone was like, get you guys need this. Get yeah. the heck out of here. Yeah. Have some time to focus on Ryan, focus on each other. I'm right. sure this was not easy, but I read that in the end you were really happy to do it. Yeah. But I'm sure you had moments I'm sure the entire time where you were gone and you just wanted to like jetson yourself yeah, back to yeah. check on her and just get the heck out of there. But how did you stay in the moment and say, you know what? We are here. It's this is we're so lucky, let's just have a good time and not worry about baby back home. Yeah. How'd you do it?
1: So I had booked this vacation. When Zena was born, actually, because that's, I, I, yeah, that is, that's I, I, booked, I booked it well in advance because I knew that is well in advance closer to the year mark, I would feel a little bit better, and I did three nights because Perfect. I knew it's I was not going to be able, to, I knew I wouldn't be able to do more, but almost forced myself to do it. And I, this sounds crazy. Oh, you force yourself to go on vacation? Really? I would give, it, I would give anything to go on I vacation, know. and and I get that, and I I'm not, see. I'm not saying that, you know, everybody has that opportunity. But it was really important for me to reconnect with Ryan and reconnect with myself in a way, and I just, I think in the beginning on the plane I saw another another couple with a very young baby. And oh, it made killer. Me so, oh, killer! So I even killer. wanted to walk You're over like, to them I and say, "Can I can I hold I, your baby?" <laughs> um, and I felt very very guilty. Of course, but it was the best. I mean. The first twenty four hours, that was fine. I slept longer You're than loose, I had ever slept. Loose, loose, Amelia. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we had dinner. It was amazing. I, yeah, I got to sleep, and then the next day I started to. Feel really sad, and I Facetimed her, and she Ugh. screamed, and she was so upset because she noticed we were gone. And she's like, "What?" And my mom <laughs> and my siblings, God bless them, uh, they wanted the time alone with her, so they were so excited. But they said, "Stop calling, stop yep. Facetiming, stay her. in you're your making, lane." Yeah, lady. you're making it worse. Yeah, one hundred percent. Leave it alone. Just she's, go. Ha- she's happy, and then they would send me these videos of, of her dancing and having right. fun and getting. She's all like, this "Mom, attention. who forget mom?" And she was fine, and she just knowing so that good. she was fine was great. But I do think the 48 Eight hour mark, I was ready. Like, to all right, go we're home. good. Like we're I'm good. done. It's good. It's great. Got some sun. This is enough. I don't think I could do this again. Can we bring her the next time? Yeah. But sure. it was almost so good for me to have a moment with Ryan where we could laugh and have fun. And I think I'm going to do it every year. Where we I want you to do it, it every year. Right. So you're planning already. You should start yeah, planning now for years Exactly. Two. But I think it's important for everybody. Obviously, not everybody can go on vacation. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even if it's a couple of hours that you can have time with your partner or, you know, anything, just find a moment where you guys can laugh together.
0: Without your child. Any moments
1: without your child is so huge
0: and crucial to, like, liking each other. Because I think it's really hard to like each other when you're so sleep deprived. It's true. You're always going to love each other. Yeah. But you know what? You're probably not going to like each other a whole lot. It's yeah. just so hard. And yeah. so, right, like you said, when you come down from the newborn life and their schedule and their sleep becomes improved, then you kind of come out of the, the, the black hole and see each other again. Right. So it's so nice that you guys yeah. were able to do that and that you stuck it out.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously, we are both moms. But like most importantly, we're women And we have our own needs, okay? That's what I think you've been – like, we're trying to put that point across, especially in this podcast. And my biggest goal really um, in my personal life and for all my clients and for all of you guys is to put the me in mommy. So you have to make space and time for things that bring you joy outside of parenting. And I always say, like, parenting is – It's kind of like Groundhog's Day, right? Because it's the same. (laughs) They eat at 7 a.m., they nap from 12 to 2, and then you eat again at 5. And so when you are fulfilled as a woman, when you are in the Groundhog Days of parenting, or when your child is whining, if you're fulfilled, all that kind of like rolls past you, and it doesn't like, get to your inner core and, like, your child does not, like, suck the life of you <laughs> as much. I mean, it's still yeah, not easy. Yeah. Um, so after all that, my question is, how are you finding the time to, with the me and mommy? And where, you know, was there a moment when you needed to do this for your sanity?
1: Mm-hmm. Now. Now more than okay. ever. I think now, now is, is the, the time. time. Yeah. I was actually, I had this conversation with Brian yesterday and I said, babe, for the next three months, because I really need three months, I need, you know, whatever we have to schedule work-wise. And same with my, you know, my boss, who's very understanding. But everything, I, I will do them part-time, three days a week, for th- the next three months. All the other days, I need to prioritize. I need to go to doctor's appointments. I, you know, Just I, get
0: caught up. Yeah, I've Amelia. just, I had a Thanks. really hard
1: postpartum, uh, t- you know, I went through a lot and my health, you know, has been ailing because of it. And I need to prioritize that and just saying, you know, whatever that is. like, And however it's going to happen. But it's like so huge
0: that you have recognized, okay, this isn't working. My body is telling me this is too much and that you are able to figure it out. Okay, this is how I'm going to make it happen. Because Mm -hmm. we all have things that suck we we do. Yeah. And is it and are we going to just sit and complain about it or are we going to take action? And are we going to compartmentalize and figure out how it's all going to happen? And I'm thrilled that you talked about this and that you are prioritizing yourself. Because you know what? It doesn't matter if your child is 11 and a half months old or 21 years old. Yeah, exactly. There's always time to rein it in and put the focus on yourself because just because we're moms, we're not dead. I know. I you know? know. But it's
1: it's really hard. I think you get you, – you, I mean, I, I think it's amazing what you're doing and you're bringing awareness to all this to other thanks, moms and you're thanks, helping moms. Thanks. But I really think that it's very hard. You know, you can't – it's hard to have it all, especially when your kids are little. You have to almost – you take on a lot and you have to accept that for a few years, you know, Things are not going to be the way they were before. And, yeah, you're going to have to give up a lot and you're going to have to focus on your kids. But at some point... You know, you're going to have to take time for you. And you have to take responsibility to, to, to get that time
0: for you. Because like Absolutely. we talked about that night, you know, he's not coming in, rubbing your feet, saying, oh, Absolutely. honey, what can I do for you? It's Absolutely. up to us. And and I know it is really hard. Yeah. You know, I go back to just having the confidence to speak up for ourselves. Right. But I always say, you know, our partners... They don't want to live with a crabby bitch. Like uh, that's they, you very know, true. They yeah, want yes. us to be happy. They just very don't know true. what we need. So, Absolutely, you like need you to, said, you need to express what you need. Exactly, and assuming they're not an a-hole, <laughs> let's they're, hope they're not. Right, they're not. Well, if they're they are, you know, that's a whole other situation yeah. I cannot help you with. Um, <laughs> all right, so I want to talk about your law degree. I I mean, oh my gosh, this is intense. You were really smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So tell our listeners about all of your education and how you picked your schools and what are you doing now with
1: your degree? Right. So I was born in New York, but I grew up in Greece, in, in Athens, Greece, and I went to college in England. Uh, I wanted to go to law school from a very young age, and I had asked my parents if I could go to the States. Uh, go back to the States, right, rather. Right. And they said, no, because it's too far, and you'll end up living there. Ha-ha. Ah, Plot twist. Yeah, I do right. live here now. And, and so does the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Thing. But um, so they said, you can go to law school in England. And, you know, I, I went to the U.K., and I did uh, three law degrees there. And my specialty is maritime law. Okay, yeah, right. ships. Oh, okay. nice. Big, big ships. And I wanted to be a big international shipping attorney between New York Athens and London. All right. Now, did
0: this kind of specialty already exist, or you were like, you know what? Hey, I know New York, I know London, I know you know Greece. I'm going to make this up. So, did it exist? It it existed
1: for very old men. Mm, (laughs) I didn't imagine for young women. I think that I wanted to find something that I could do in all three countries. And maritime law was the thing that I could do. And it was fascinating to me. And I pursued that. And when I came to the States to visit my older brother and kind of curious to see maybe I could find, you know, something here instead of, you know, staying back in Athens and in England. And I met my husband and I ended up staying here. But I, because I was very much involved in Ryan's, you know, business and I very much was around for all of this real estate stuff uh it, you know you can't really explain to everybody what marine law is and maritime law at some point i said hey maybe it's just easier for me to get into real estate and i started out in real estate law and then that was not something that you know it was turning you on yeah it just wasn't yeah, it wasn't whatever. my thing but then now i'm in title insurance and not a lot of people know that uh, i'm actually well, sales okay, rep well okay if anyone yeah. out there is listening yeah, yeah I need i'm title yeah i'm a sales rep for title insurance um Great. And that is a very good supplement to my life. And it helps because I'm already in this real estate network. And it I like that I can talk about the same things that Ryan talks about or, you know, we share this, this same network. And so when we go out for anything, I also feel like I'm working. And working is really important to me. I really want to do something I can't just sit back and, and and be a pretty smiling face.
0: I can't. Adoring. I, I don't
1: think I've ever been able to do that. So it's really yeah, guess, it might surprise yeah, people to hear that I actually really work a lot.
0: Right, and then you're smart. A you work a lot, but lots of different facets, lots of different. You're you're creative yeah. and a brainiac. Oh, like, I mean, because
1: I are mean, like, these days I have a mom brain, so I don't remember I know, my name, I know. and right? I'm really upset that nobody okay. warned me about knows it. Knows it. <laughs> yeah, because I forget everything now. But, yeah, and I I try and use my law degree towards, you know, the Innocence Project and anywhere I can do pro bono work. That's really important to me. I love it. Home run.
0: All right. So – I imagine being the star of a hit TV show has been a happy surprise and an adventure. How many years have you been on Million
1: Dollar Listing? I don't even remember, but I, I met Ryan when he had already filmed his first season, and it wasn't out yet. So I okay. think I you might have been, been in season... We've been together since 20, uh, December you know, I 2011, know. we met. So I would like say shortly the after. Yeah. So yeah, We've been together
0: 10 years. Yeah. So... How has being on reality TV and creating your vlog impacted your day-to-day parenting on top of – so you've added your YouTube channel on top of your philanthropies, your title job. All the other things, all the other things you have your hands in. You're like an octopus. Yeah. Um, So how has adding the vlog on top, I mean, because everything takes time. Like you said, originally when we first started speaking, everything that we decide to pursue takes time away from our families. So now you've added the vlog. Yeah. So how are you fitting this in? Which nook and cranny is this fitting into?
1: the vlog, Ryan really wanted me to do a vlog ages ago. He talked to me about this, like, and come I come on, come on, yeah. puffer, puffer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you should do it. Oh my gosh, you know, you you do a lot so, to say. You, yeah. you, you have so much to say, and you would help so many people. And I think it's important to note that everything that I do publicly, I'm not a public person. It's very, I'm a very private person. I am too. I am the biggest
0: introvert. Yeah, and like people come up to me every day, like, get mom, get mom, <sighs> like. No,
1: I'm like no, I'm like I just want to hide, you yeah. know, in my white robe. Like, yeah, I I, I know it's so bizarre. I think um, though, when I realize that if I can help maybe five people, that is a huge win. And the vlog, I I think because of the because of IVF and because of the you know the children's book now and opening up to these moms on Instagram and. In general, I think I wanted to open up a little bit more, and maybe it would help you know, even even. Oh, it's few, helping. Even a few you moms, kidding? you know, but I I do think it adds more to my plate. But I've decided that I'm going to be as honest and transparent as possible. And if you're going to you're going to see me the way I am on a daily basis, if I happen to have makeup on, it's because I had some photo shoot or I did something. If, you know, I have nothing on and I look like a slob and my kid is crawling all over me. And that's then, because the, that's right, real time. That is and real I'm, time. Going, I'm just going to have to do it the way I am and have to be myself and be real. Right. Absolutely. Well,
0: because you want to be authentic. Yeah. I always say, you know, you have to walk the talk and yeah. people really connect. You know, of course, who doesn't? Who, we all get more likes on our Instagram posts when we are, you know, all, you know, dude it up. Right. Yeah. But people really connect to us when we're like flubbing and the kid is coughing in the background That's and true. the runny nose. And right. You know, so yeah. it's like because what? Sure. We're in the public eye. We didn't ask for this. We, mm-hmm. we prefer to just be at home, mm-hmm. but it's great to, like, have something to say and to help others. And like you said, even if it's five flipping people, it's, yeah. uh, you know, that's really
1: important. But I also, I also think that it's a beautiful thing that you're able to do while raising a family. And I I'm I have a, you know, a love-hate relationship with social media and all oh, this Oh, are you era. kidding me? But I do think it's an incredible yeah. tool for moms and for women who can't have the 9 to 5 job or whatever job. Uh, in an office, that they have this ability and this outlet, and I think that's also a beautiful opportunity to be able to work from home, so to speak, in your sweats. Right.
0: Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right. So I know you guys are building a house. Yes. We are, too. Oh my gosh. I know, I know. So ours, I mean Do you want to kill each other yet? <laughs> well you know, we've built we've built six together. This oh number is six. Oh my gosh, but,
1: really? I know. Wow. This crazy.
0: But this is the first time we've built a house, like a ski house in the country versus oh, a house okay. in a city.
1: Amazing. Okay.
0: So no, are you guys are you all right, so that's a question. Are you guys trying to kill each other? I think
1: it gets very, very <laughs> stressful. A little heated. <laughs> yeah, a little heated because I am a lot more calm about decisions and i know what i want i got it that's what i like and it's cool and i also approach everything with such gratitude i'm so humbled by the fact that in our 30s we are able to have this beautiful home in brooklyn that we have the means to do it i think it's insane i pinch myself every single day i know when you drive up to it are you like what i think it's crazy and i'll tell ryan I don't care what tile is in the laundry room. I can't believe I have my own laundry room. Are you kidding? You know, So, so I think that I'm a little bit, I approach it differently. But because Ryan goes into many homes and it's his career and he sees everything and he wants it to be perfect and he has his opinions. I think he wants everything to be impeccable and beautiful and the best finishes and because he tries to to sell this house all the time even though I tell him we're living there forever so in his mind he has very much this broker mentality and I mean how could he not so I think we we butt heads with that with our 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 disposition or the way we handle those stressful moments but it's amazing I can't wait I think it's exciting it's overwhelming because like I said you know I Never in a million years would I imagine that we'd have this at this age. So I'm very, very grateful for it. And I know you just have to remind yourself this didn't just this house didn't
0: just pop up out of the ground by itself. Like it's your and Ryan's hard work that not only pay for it, but designed it, stay on top of the contractors and are following through. And it is it's really the, the biggest privilege to. Be so creative, mm-hmm. and again, remind yourself mm-hmm. you did this. Yeah, and right, like you said, it's no amazing. I, it. I find it so much fun <laughs> that I keep telling them we should do more. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what I do when I do it. I'm like, I, I come into it. I'm like, you know what? I know you want to be for you want to be in the forever house. I like to move every five years because I yeah. love the process so yes, much. Yes,
1: it's so much fun,
0: and I love like especially. You know, in the last house, I would walk into a room and I could remember the conversation saying, why is this light switch behind this door? Like, this is so dumb. Yeah. And they're like, this is the city of Chicago. You get yeah. a 25 by 125 size slot. So this is all you get. Yeah. And I'm like, fine, just fine. And so just because you put – again, it doesn't happen on its own. And you put your, your heart and soul and your decision-making process into this. Mm-hmm. And then when you move in, you're like – yeah, 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 I did this. So yeah. I'm like, so ex- you're, it's just, it's so fun and amazing. And congratulations. Thank you. And I hope Zena and her sleep like transition seamlessly because I mean, it's always, I don't know, who a knows? Whole situation with the new home. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you've mentioned the book a couple times. Yeah. Tell. Tell everybody about the book. What's it called? When's it
1: happening? Where can we all get it? So the book is called To the Moon and Back for You, and it comes out on March 24th. It's being published by Penguin Random House. Congratulations. And I had a little idea in my head and a little poem in my head while I was pregnant, and I kind of put it away in my notes or in my phone and left it. And at some point, uh, I guess because of my journey and it was a little bit more vocal, the publishers had come to me about potentially writing a children's book and I said no way Are you kidding because I really have this idea of what oh I want to do and I thought it was God. I thought it was fate or something
0: the you universe know, was listening the universe
1: was listening to what I was saying thank you and I found the most amazing illustrator that they introduced me to Eg Keller, he's amazing. His, I mean, his art is just out of this world, and he transformed these little like cute words. words into art. And it's inspired by my journey uh, to Xena, but it's also inspired by all the moms who have reached out to me and the women that are still struggling and who I DM, you know, as they're about to get in a, a, you know, an embryo transfer or, you know, they're waiting on, you know, their child that they're adopting four, right. or whatever, you know, because it's not i It's not a book that will teach you about i v f it's just a a nod to the journey. journey and that no matter what uh as difficult as that was, I would do it all over again and I really believe that you know when you when your baby comes to you, no matter what way you know whether it's through many losses or many trials or you know through surrogacy through uh adoption, whichever way you'd probably do it all over again. And, that's your, an eye, and that's, that's your your baby. And that's your baby. So it was inspired by that, and I'm very excited about it. it. comes out March 24th, and I just hope it just brings a smile. It will. To, to some... It
0: already brings a smile to you, yeah. so with your energy behind it. Everyone's oh, going yeah. to love it. I'm really proud of you. It's not oh, easy to do you. a book. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Oh, we, should, we should do this
1: all the time. It felt a little bit like therapy. I'm not going to lie.
0: Well, that's that's <laughs> because that's what I do. You know, hey, I'm glad I, I'm glad I sold you on my therapy services. <laughs> it's amazing. Congratulations yeah. on the podcast. Hey, thank you. I can't wait. You are a gold star, get mom. I love that you realized. You know what. I got to get it together. Yeah. This has been a long 11 months with my baby. Yeah. And my body's, you know, yelling at me. And <sighs> I got to listen. And that you're taking steps to put the me and mommy. Mm-hmm. And my last question, how does everyone find you?
1: So you can find me on Instagram, Amelia Becrocky Sirhand. Um, You can reach out to me because I will most likely answer. It might take a while, but I will answer. Uh, You can find me on YouTube. Again, Amelia Bacracchi Sirhan. I just started a vlog. And reach out. Reach out. Reach out. And
0: she will listen. And when she can, she'll get back to you guys. Yeah. Thank you for joining Amelia and me today. I hope we inspired you to put the me in mommy. You but, so did. Oh, thanks, thanks. All right, you have to keep us posted, keep me posted. I you will. You can DM. Me. I'll give you my email. I'll give you my email. Um, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, thank- now you're like <laughs> inner sanctum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can find Amelia both on Instagram and YouTube. And uh, Instagram, she's Amelia underscore Bekrakis, Which, by the way, when we first sat down before we were recording, she had to teach me how to pronounce her name yes, because such a good job. Not only. Well, thank you. I mean. You know, we I don't know. We should take a poll. Which name is more difficult to pronounce? Irene or Bickrackies? So oh. It could be. Well, like, I would call you Edini. I was. know. Isn't that beautiful, guys? Oh, my gosh. Edini. Thank you. And she's also at Amelia Sir Serhant on YouTube. So be sure to follow me on Instagram at GetMom and to learn how to get it together on my website, GetMom.com. For now, this is Irene, your biggest cheerleader here to help you get it together, moms. This podcast was recorded by Hanger Studios.